Thank you for joining us today on this Wednesday edition of Tetelestai. Continue, as we have encouraged you to do over this last week and a half, to pray for the nation of Israel. Again, things continue to escalate in all kinds of ways, uh, and we just continually need to be praying for God's peace, for God's intervention in this situation, for the salvation of lost souls, both Jew and Arab. We need to be praying for believers in the midst of that to be bright and shining lights in the midst of the darkness and for God to impart wisdom to the leaders of the nations to act in accordance with what is just and what is right before him. Got a question for you today. Do you have chutzpah? And do you have a chutzpah kind of faith? Now, chutzpah is an interesting Hebrew word that was uh, used in Yiddish and also translated into English. But you probably have heard someone make reference to someone having a lot of chutzpah. Well, it means that somebody's got a lot of audacity. They've got a, a real brazen gall and nerve, uh, incredible guts. They've got boldness. They have sort of an unrelenting resolve in something, raw nerve. Um, strong-willed determination. And when you think about chutzpah, have you ever considered the fact that it's the chutzpah kind of faith that sees miracles happen? You know, when you read in the Gospels, um, there are many stories of people who came to Jesus seeking something. It may have been healing it may have been for deliverance for themselves or for a relative, uh, provision of some need. They came to him, and when they were when they came to him, they weren't hoping that maybe he could do something. They were confident he could do something. They were confident that he could deliver, that he could heal, that he could restore, that he could provide. There was no doubt in their mind. And if there was the slightest doubt, it was crowded out very, very quickly by their chutzpah kind of trust. You know, we have a story in Mark 5 where the woman who comes to Jesus with an issue of blood and she had suffered, you know, for 12 years. Many physicians had used her, not able to help her. They just drained her dry of all of her money. She had nothing left. She had nothing left. She had no way to get better. And yet there was a confidence in her that even though she was considered, because of her issue of blood, unclean, she didn't care. She went right into the midst of a crowd of people and knew that all she had to do was get close enough to Jesus to touch the seat seat, the little strand of blue and white cord that would, was hanging from each of the four corners of his garment. All she had to do was touch that and she would be made well. That's all. She, she didn't have to ask him for anything. She wasn't concerned about getting his attention. All she was concerned about, just touch that, because she knew flowing from him and in him was everything she needed to restore her. And so she made her way through that crowd. And then, of course, when she touched that tzitzit, it instantaneously she was healed. And Jesus 
perceived, he was aware that someone had drawn from the well of his provision and his resources. And he stopped and wanted to know who touched me. And of course, the apostles are like, man, you're surrounded by people. There's people are crowding all over you. Why, how, why are you asking who's touching you? A lot of people are touching you, but Jesus knew someone had touched him in a very unique, in a very different way. And of course, she was aware. He was looking around, you know, to see. He was looking for her. And I, you know, he I'm sure he could perceive, but he wanted her to come forward. He wanted her testimony to be to be made known abroad to the crowd that was in the midst that he was in the midst of right then. And she came forward, scared to death, trembling. She knew what had happened. And she told him the whole story. And he made this statement to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith has saved you. Go in shalom. Go into peace, into a state of peace and be continually forever cured of your disease. When he said, daughter, your immuna, your faith, your, your, your trust, your chutzpah kind of faith, this woman had audacity. This woman had brazen nerve. She had gall. She had incredible guts. She had boldness. She had an unrelenting resolve. She had raw nerve. She had strong-willed determination that she was going to get to Christ because she knew that he would do what needed to be done in her behalf. You know, in the days in which we're living, and we find these stories throughout Scripture, that kind of audacious faith that people express in the Lord, there is a confidence and a knowledge experience of who he is. They know him. They know his promises. They know his nature. They know his character. And based on their knowledge and their realization of these things, they are willing to step out and do things that are absolutely amazing and see amazing things happen. They see God act in amazing ways and do things that only God can do because of a chutzpah kind of faith. They're audacious. I mean, they won't give up. They hang on. You know, you see it in the blind man in Mark 10. He's screaming. He is screaming to the top of his lungs to get the attention of Jesus. Why? Because he has a chutzpah kind of faith. He knows that what he needs, Jesus will and can provide. I mean, all through the scripture, you see this from beginning to end. In the days in which you and I live, in our walk with God, in the days in which we're living now and the, the times as they get more difficult or the pressures become greater or the, 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 the tribulation, as Jesus described, the tribulation kinds of pressures that begin to come upon us, it's going to require a chutzpah kind of faith. It's going to require an audaciousness, a resolve. It's going to require strong-willed determination to hang on, to believe God. Now, again, faith is a gift. And this is a kind of faith that the Holy Spirit produces within us. We don't muster this kind of faith up. We don't, we don't, we don't produce it in and of ourselves. It is a gift from God. It is a, a grace gift from God. And we need to be asking God, Lord God, give me a chutzpah kind of faith. I want to believe you. I want to have that incredible, those incredible kinds of spiritual guts to see you do things. I want to have that kind of boldness, that kind of unrelenting resolve to hang on to you and to your promises and to watch you work in my life in a way that only you can do. Then it is obvious that 
You're the one who has provided. You're the one who has come through that people will see your hand at work. But it requires a chutzpah kind of faith and hanging on to him. It's just like Jacob, you know, hanging on to God in his wrestling match. I will not let you go until you bless me, until you bless me. And, you know, he had had Isaac's blessing and he'd gotten that deceptively. Now he needed Yahweh's blessing and he was pleading for it, but he was hanging on with a chutzpah kind of grip, a chutzpah kind of faith, knowing that what he needed, God alone could provide and could actually do what he promised to do in his blessing of him. Ask God today for a chutzpah kind of faith. Are you believing him for something right now? Are you in need of something right now in your life? Are you facing a situation and circumstance that is absolutely out of your control? It's out of your hands. It is something that you know that unless God comes through for you, you're done. Ask for chutzpah kind of faith. Lord, give me that kind of unrelenting resolve, strong-willed determination, incredible guts. Let me be audacious in what I'm asking you and hang on in bold faith. In reality, it's not just you and I hanging on. It is him hanging on to us and drawing us near to himself to see who he is and what he's like to generate that amazing kind of chutzpah, faith in us, to see him work wonders in our lives. Well, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be yours today in fullest measure.